Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business. It really is our business. And we're friends, don't let friends feed kibble. Well, it is Wednesday, and we don't know what Wednesday Neely may show up and may not show up, but she did show up today. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Sorry. That's okay. She's so mean. She's so mean. <laughs> Uh, it's okay you're right <laughs> uh, no i know you have a lot going on but after december i think you're gonna not you not have gonna, so much hopefully before that but we'll see you guys listen you can find her how do you find neely <laughs> you find her through my <laughs> experts page Just exactly her, that's the best place find her through my experts page she has a contact sheet right there you fill that out you give her as much detail as you can and then she's going to uh, contact you and you guys are going to work together. And, um, you know, there's so much going on these days in the world of health. There's a lot of confusion. But again, I hope that people will see that there's a lot of fraud. And there's a lot of... Oh, yes, for sure. Right? And they're still, still trying to censor um, you know, YouTube wants to certify doctors and, and it's like, you want to certify the doctors who only speak your narrative. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, I guess if that's what you want, if you want somebody to speak your narrative only, well, then you could be putting yourself in danger. Like we have seen in the last two years. So I just don't believe in censorship. I think that we should be able to um, discuss and argue and, and, uh, present, make up our own minds. (laughs) You know, you sent me, uh, you're a big, um, proponent of Dr. Thomas Cowan's work. And so, but, but I'm just now getting into his work versus I think you've really gotten into it for a while now. You sent me a video and I watched it, but he was talking about how our beliefs, they're the framework of what we do. And I so believe that. Obviously, I wrote the book, See New Achievable Possibilities in Business and Life. And that's all about our beliefs and our framework. Um, But I thought that it's so related to the raw dog food industry, the raw dog food way of life, the raw real food and feeding and keeping the um, poisons and the the process stuff out of our dogs. And he said it like this. He said, basically, let's take it from the raw dog food standpoint that you and I hear a lot. You've been feeding kibble. You've been doing the traditional veterinary health way. Let's just put it like that. (laughs) Yeah. Following the conventional path. Thanks. That's good. And uh, all of a sudden you switch over to raw. Okay, you start feeding a species-appropriate diet. And I'm talking raw, nothing in it. Meat, bones, organ, fat. Can be pork, lamb, turkey, chicken, duck, whatever. Hopefully, it's a variety. But your dog's doing great. And then all of a sudden, the dog becomes ill. Now, many pet parents, because they have a belief that says raw food is steaming with bad pathogenic disease-causing bacteria, if they have that belief, Neely, mm-hmm. then they, even if they've, you know, moved away from the traditional path, they, they run still back. will go running back. Yeah. They run back. And then what happens? We put the poisons, we put the toxins, we put the stuff in the dog's body, and they continue to get worse. And maybe. we suppress all that stuff for the time being. And then a month or two later, it comes back meaner than ever. And then you are on this vicious cycle. And, it, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But what he said was that will lead you to do things that will maybe cause your demise or um, just exactly what you said, further issues. And I thought it was so (laughs) brilliant the way he described it in his talk in this interview because it's exactly what happens. I see it all the time. And so I think our job really is to help people with their framework to ask the questions to help them make better decisions, right? Because, yeah. Because you, the decision, because the, the questions aren't being asked. I'm sure you ask when, when you're doing consults, but when people come to me and ask a question, I, I ask more questions. Sometimes it really ticks people off. They don't want me to ask them questions to substantiate the belief of which they have. Well, and it's usually, usually when they get upset with you is because their vet has told them something and you ask them the questions they should have asked the vet. And, um, yeah, it makes them uncomfortable and angry and they don't know, you know, they don't know what to do with that because surely on some level they've got to realize that, oh, I should have asked that and didn't some people also take it as a um a personal attack or you know and it's like no you just have to learn to you know what what have we been saying over and over again for the last several years is you have to take back control of your health and your dog's health and that means asking questions and finding out why does your vet want you to do this? And why did they say you need to add this or take this out or whatever? Why are they saying that? What are they basing that on? And is that a valid, um, a valid criteria to use even? I mean, look at the PCR test. I mean, it t- <laughs> some people still think those are valid. It is the criteria even reasonable. People are afraid to question authority or what they perceive to be as authority. Well, I'll tell you why that they are afraid. I just, I had a customer and um, she has been feeding raw. However, there's her vet um, has had her do other things. Okay. Um, Other uh, supplements that may, um, that uh, let me say it like this supplements that I would not sell. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And they would, and they, and her vet had her do other things that she was putting in the dog's body. Okay. The dog became um, a little bit lethargic and just wasn't eating. Now, I don't know everything. We cannot know everything that goes on in the house. However, she took it to the vet. And what I see most often is that they want to hospitalize these pets. They want to put them in the ICU. They want to do a lot of things. Um, This pet was having some liver enzyme issues. We see that a lot when you put, you know, poisons in the body. Um, However, the question was what I think that the food is causing this liver issue. Well, of course, they always think it's the food. Right which is what the vet said. Mm-hmm. How, however, once we went through everything, right, we found that many or at least two of the things that were going in the dog's body had warnings about liver toxicities. But what I was going to say is when she confronted the vet, so that the dogs in the emergency clinic, not the vet that, you know, the primary vet there. Mm -hmm. When she confronted the vet about the information on this said product, the vet said he didn't want to speak to her any longer and cut her off. Oh my. Yeah. That is why people. That was rude. Well, that's (laughs) ridiculous. Yeah. No kidding. Because she challenged him, you know, because she said, look, why did you put my dog on this when it had this and couldn't this be part of the issue that my dog's going through right now and not the raw food? Mm-hmm. 
vet said, how Good about for this? Her. Yeah. And the vet said, how about this? I don't speak to you anymore. Bye-bye. You're not one of my patients anymore. Well, I guess uh, better to find that out sooner than later, but it's kind of crappy to, to leave somebody in a crisis like that. She's Just because they're trying to find out what is going on with their, what, you know, what's going on with their dog. Yeah. And, um, it just, uh, so I do understand why people are afraid, but again, like you said, would you rather know now or later? And I don't know, Neely, if this dog is going to pull through it, that that's the really, you know, fr- and it's two years old. Yeah. Two years old. Again, back to this framework of belief, right? If, if, if you believe that somebody knows all is the be all end all, then you uh, will turn your brain off. Yeah, we've been trained. We've been trained to do that. You know, how many times have you heard trust the expert, trust the experts, trust the experts? Well, you know, that's fine to a degree. And yes, there are um, very good, competent um, experts and multiple different vocations. That's true. But that doesn't mean that you can't do look into something on a basic level yourself just to see if something makes sense. I mean, the whole medical model, just a, a small modicum of common sense and research will tell you that a good portion of what they tell you is nonsense. I mean, all you gotta do is think about it. It's different when you talk about um, trades and things, you know, like plumbers and electricians and things like that. I mean, there's going to be good and bad guys there too, but that's a little different than a hospital model or medical model or something that at this point, anybody with two brain cells to rub together should see that there is absolute total corruption and fraud running rampant in, in those industries. And why would you not want to, know if there's something that critical happening to to a person or or an animal or something that you care about or even that you don't care about why would why would you not want to try to learn something i i mean i tell you why i don't get that i'll tell you why because our beliefs are tied up with our identity our beliefs are our identity and if we change that we may not know who the heck we are and that is really the truth. I mean, okay, here, 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 here's the thing. You and I like Thomas Cowan, but I will tell you today, he said two things. Well, he said a lot, but here's the two things that I thought, oh my gosh, um, if I find out something totally different about these two things, I'm going to have to change the way that I uh, recommend stuff. Here's, here, here's what I mean. He says there is no autoimmune disease. There is no blood brain barrier, but I want to investigate that. But does it make us uncomfortable when we look at something and we say, well, I totally believed in autoimmune disease. I, t- I, I totally believed in that there's a blood brain barrier. I, I totally believed in ribosomes <laughs> that were uh, creating proteins. I mean, there's all this stuff. And now you have to stop and say, hang on a second. What the heck? It all becomes just labels, really. I mean, um, it's like diseases. It's not like it's a collection of symptoms, you know, and what do, what do those symptoms mean? And where are they coming from? And everybody, we've been so indoctrinated and trained to think in the germ theory model that trying to step out of that and look at the things that we're familiar with in a different way, you know, like say the flu, you know, well, there's no such thing as quote unquote flu. There's a collection of symptoms, but they don't have anything to do with a virus. It doesn't have anything to do with that. 
it's it's about it's all about toxins and your body expelling toxins and the symptom is the healing portion it's not the symptom is not the sickness the symptom is the healing all right so So, i want to stop you right there because i want you to explain that statement the symptom is not the sickness so give us an example so like okay so the easiest one i can think of is is a fever so that's not a sickness that is the body's adaptation to ridding itself of whatever the the toxin is that it has accumulated so um and this comes to how you have to look at cell biology is all kind of messed up too so cells are and i think i think we've talked about this before but cells are basically structured water so think of them sort of like jello and you know if you have like a a a jello salad with suspended fruit congealed in it right Mm -hmm. so think of those as toxins and so the body's accumulated these and in order to get rid of them the only way you can do that is to melt the jello right so they'll come loose so you you mount a fever you melt the the gel in the cell release the toxins and then the cell reforms, reforms itself. It, it regels. Um, so the last thing you want to do is suppress a fever. Because that's that's how the body is compensating for, for ridding itself of those toxins. That's the last thing you want to do is suppress the fever. And what's the first thing people do if they have, you know, a, a tiny little bit of a raised temperature? They run for the Advil and the Tylenol. Which those are incredibly toxic too, but that's another story. But yeah. you're right. I over the last two years, since you've introduced me to Thomas Cowan, I've had this, whatever this is that I have going on now, right? Um, and I mm-hmm. remember you and I both a couple of years ago got that 24 hour, I don't know if it's 24 hours or 70, I think it was 72 hours where it was like 102 fever. Remember that? You yeah. had it. I had yeah. it. A lot of people we knew had it. Um, yeah. and that was that was very uncomfortable. I'm gonna say it was very uncomfortable to have 102, 101, 102 for those 72 hours without taking something to reduce it, but I did it. Right. And I, mm-hmm. so I did it. Um, and I, since then, if I have just the slightest bit fever, it makes you chill. You know, you've got the chills, your body's aching, but I don't go and get something and reduce that fever because I know it is melting something. And then I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to cough. I'm going to blow my nose. I'm going to hack because I got to get those toxins out. Mm-hmm. Now, what I wish is there was some sort of uh, time frame that I, that I could say, all right, it takes this long to melt it and get the crap out, right? Because I don't know how long that's going to be. And well, it uh, depends on how much crap there is. I know, I know. <laughs> I should, I should mark it, and I should say, okay, and. And the thing about it is, is that we say, well, what, what's causing that? Well, it could be that I've been eating the wrong foods, uh, drinking the wrong water. I've got too many EMFs. I've got too many, mm-hmm. too much stress. Um, there's something mm-hmm. in the air. Who knows what it is that's poisoning the body, right? Who knows? Um, could it be petroleum-based vitamins and minerals? Could it be? Could, could be. be could be i don't know i you know but that is the thing that we have become so obsessed to say we cannot have a pet that has a day that's off yeah how how ridiculous is that that's like saying your car can't run out of gas or i don't know something equally ridiculous i mean people don't they don't allow their dogs to be dogs or living beings i mean it's part of it's part of going through 
all the stages of life, you know, I don't know how to put it in words. Dr. Kaufman says, um, like those, um, annual colds and flus or whatever you want to call it. It's kind of like a air filter change, which actually I think is a pretty good analogy because, you know, you go along for however long and you collect all these toxins and all this stuff. And then all this, at some point it's like, okay, I got to stop. I got to, I got to, I got to clean all this out and, and start fresh again. And that's all that is. That's all it is. And people freak out about it. And oh my gosh, God forbid that a, a dog should sneeze or cough or have runny poop or have itchy ears. Or, I mean, it's like the world is ending or something. Well, and, and here's, here's some observations that I think you've seen. And I've seen the dog wasn't that sick. Okay. Not really (laughs) that sick. And then they go in and they put something in the body and the dog gets worse. Yeah. And and that like, that's always what happens. It's it's like board. It's like kennel cough. It, you know, it goes around when the weather changes. When there's a significant difference in weather, it's just it's stressors on the body and it signals cleaning out periods and all that kind of stuff. And every single case that I've ever seen, when I you know being in a kennel for 15 years, you see it come and go. You see what the patterns are. You figure out how to mitigate it and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's pretty much always, if you go to the vet and you get antibiotics and cough suppressants, the dog is sick, is sick for at least a week longer and usually worse than the person that said, they're like, okay. And they keep the dog home, keep it quiet, keep, keep it comfortable. And in three days, it's fine. Right. So Give it some you bone broth. yourself and your dog. Yeah, exactly. You saved yourself and your dog a week's worth of misery and a $300 vet bill. 300. Listen, I can't imagine what this poor pet parent out in Arizona that I was speaking about earlier is going to face in the way of a financial burden. This dog yeah. has been in the ICU, um, I think a week. Oh and, and and she even sent me an email and said, they're talking about that I need to start thinking about euthanasia. I said, well, if I've been in the ICU for a week, they should have thought of that a week ago. I was like, how did we go from the dog just left part of his food in his bowl? Yeah, Exactly. He didn't get that sick till after he went to the vet, right? Right. To yeah, to now he's on death's door. I'm, I'm totally confused. I mean, and 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 and, I just this poor girl, this poor girl. It just it just blows me away. Um, the other thing that Thomas Cowan said that I thought was very interesting, certainly in our line of work, is it was talking. He was talking about parasites. And he said, you know what parasites do? He said, parasites eat poisons. And he said, and he said, and here's what we do. There's a parasite and we, we don't like parasites. We don't want parasites around. So the parasites eating the poison. Okay. Wherever it is. Heavy metals specifically. Heavy metals. And then, yeah, he said arsenic, you know, heavy Mm -hmm. metals, arsenic. He said, and then we come in and kill the parasite. So now we not only have the heavy poisons that are still there, we've just killed the thing that could help us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of this is like, what, you know, it's like, right. You've got to, you've got to rethink some things. And it's like, what in the world are we doing? And it makes you question everything. And he said, as he always says, eat real food. Don't eat processed foods. Don't eat foods that have had stuff sprayed on them and baked into them. Eat real foods. And he says this for the animals as well. Right. Mm -hmm. He's like, stop eating fake food. And, and don't inject anything. Right. Anything. Right. 
Right. That's a that's that's going to be a a a hard um, realization that may or may not be allowed to come to the forefront. I hope it is, but people are starting to question it a little bit more. But they still are hung up on the oh well, I have to, I still have to have this, and I have to do at least the first round and blah blah. blah. I'm like, no, you don't. I know. You don't because they're constantly talking about it's the law, and the thing about it is, is that um, I think. I've looked at this many, many times where it says they cannot, they, whatever clinic you go into, cannot make you do that. They can say, we, our protocol is this, but there's nobody standing there with handcuffs or a gun or anything else that's going to take you or your dog away. You can simply say, thank you. I'm going to take my dog and be gone. Go. Right. I'm, I'm going to go or my cat, you know. Um, but here is a statement that Dr. Cowan said that I think is, is a great one. Certainly applies in our industry. It says commit, commit to finding reality. Commit to it. What is the reality? Right. And back to questioning, right? That's questioning. So let me give you an example. If somebody comes to me and they want to know something, all right, let's just, I'm going to take a, a, an example. I had a customer that wanted to know what exactly what bones exactly are in the blends, right? What bones? And there's a mixture of bones, right? And, and the question was, is it a, is it a femur? Is it a rib? Is it a neck? Is it a, and, and one thing you have to remember is that the majority of producers out there do not have the ability to grind beef bones or bison bones. Bison bones are very hard, right? We don't have a bison blend anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the blends, ex- uh, except for something like a, uh, senior pro in the blends, if it is beef, it's going to be a beef bone. If it is Turkey, it's going to be a Turkey bone. If it's chicken, chicken bone, rabbit, rabbit. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the chicken, in the, in the senior pro, the reason it's called senior pro is because that bone happens to be chicken feet, which has the glucosamine and conjoitin, which why it's called senior pro helps with the joints. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But here was, here was the question I asked. Why do you ask? What is the reasoning that you, <laughs> yeah. for this? Okay. What are you trying to find out? What are you trying to find out? Let me help you. Well, my vet said that we needed more bone marrow. Well, why did your vet say that? Well, actually, I don't even know if I got total clarity on that. It was bone, it, but it was about bone marrow. And I said, does he want you to have more or less bone marrow? Well, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, you gotta know. And, and what is What's the, the point? Ask the question if you don't know what the right answer is. Right, right, right. So I'm like, there, there have to be benchmarks, right? There, yeah. There kind of have to be benchmarks so that I can get the information that you need. So can you go back and ask your vet why he what's he's looking for? Yeah. What what is he looking for? I said, does your pet have issues currently that you're trying to solve? No, my pet does not have issues. We are trying to avoid them in the future. What are we trying to avoid in the future? Right. That's the question. Mm -hmm. What What are we trying to avoid? And that, that still was not able to be answered. And it was just a very, you can't, you have to know what you're trying to achieve if you're going to ask the questions, right? And so I, <laughs> exactly. I say that all the time. I'm like, well, what's, so I said, is, is your vet a, um, a raw feeding vet? Yes, he is. I said, I would be interested to know, you know, why he's asking these questions. Has he had patients who have had issues? Um, is is 
the food that he's currently feeding, is it HPP? Is it a commercial raw? Is it straight meat? You know what? You know, there's all these factors. Yeah, people say raw. And uh, what does that mean exactly? You know, it could mean, oh, I feed I feed uh, a pound of hamburger every day. Or it could mean I feed three chicken backs every day. Or, you know, it, it can it can mean anything. It, it can mean I feed all raw vegetables. I mean, I mean, it can mean anything. So great that that's like the most ridiculous answer. Right. Anyway, that's an aside. No, but but <laughs> but, but the vets lump it all together. You know, you you say I feed raw, and they don't ask any questions. That oh, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, well, you don't even know what exactly that means. Right. Could be raw wrapped kibble. That's yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, but but so anyway, one thing I did, um. And I still could not get my head around, and I did send the questions to this customer. And I will say this, that when I put out these kind of questions to our customers, it tends to not make them happy. And I'm sorry about that. But if you're going to come to me and ask me a question, I'm probably going to have 20 other questions to ask you so I can understand why you're asking the question. (laughs) Yeah, I do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> With the intent to help, of course. But one thing I did um, recommend, I said, I, I would recommend that you get Dr. Ian Billinghurst's book, Give a Dog a Bone, so you can read about bones and so that it will help you with this question um, and give a copy to your vet because I think that he would really appreciate that. But when it... <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, but so one thing I did was I looked up bone marrow, right? What is mm-hmm. in bone marrow that is so good, right? And, mm-hmm. and trust me, uh, we have the long bones that have the bone marrow in it. A lot of dogs will get those and they'll lick that bone marrow out. Now I will say this, don't call me and tell me that your dog's got diarrhea. Of course, there's a lot of fat in the bone marrow. Okay. Yeah. So heed that warning. Um, but here is what is in bone marrow. You've got your B vitamins, okay? B2, B1, B12. You've got iron, vitamin E, phosphorus, and uh, vitamin A. Now, what I did for this particular customer is I took all of these and I showed them where these vitamins the phosphorus, the iron, all of this was located in the raw diet. And you and I were talking about this right before the podcast. And you said almost everything a dog needs is going to be available in liver and eggs. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty pretty much. So there's a whole complement of most everything in liver. If they're short on something, one of those two or both will probably fix it. Yeah. And so as I was going through all of this, um, you know, you find, let, let me just give you an example, riboflavin. Okay. Riboflavin guys is B2. That's what that is. Uh, but your protein sources of riboflavin B2, liver, heart, kidney, rabbit, chicken, turkey, pork, lamb, goat, egg, beef, sardines. We've got, and there's, there's more, there's elk, there's salmon, there's halibut, there's haddock. Uh, ostrich, buffalo, but these are the ones that that we have in our lineup. Um, if you're looking for, uh, let's say, thiamine, that's B1. Where do you find it? Liver, rabbit, chicken, turkey, pork, lamb, goat, egg, beef, salmon, sardines. <laughs> okay. And if you're looking for B12, uh, liver, heart, kidney, rabbit, beef, chicken, turkey, pork, lamb, goat, egg, beef, <laughs> ham, and sardines. Are y'all getting the picture? <laughs> right. And then, and then, if we're looking at vitamin A, chicken, pork, egg, salmon, sardines, liver, kidney, brain. I mean, <laughs> it's it's in there. All right. So even if even if, and you said something about bones, and I want to go back to that. Um, so you've got to have 
why, why do we put bones? Let me ask you that question. Why do we put bone in the raw blends? The full complement of, of minerals together in the right ratio that is available in a natural bone. That's the only way you're going to get it. You can't just, so most people think bone is um, just calcium and it, it isn't, it's, it's the whole complement of those minerals, calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, silica, selenium, all that stuff in the, in the right ratio together. They don't work independently of each other. All those things work together there's checks and balances and um all over the body so all those things work together which is why we make such a big deal about everything being a whole food item because if you use a whole food item then you have the full complement of vitamins minerals fiber all, all of that together which is how the body uses it this whole uh, looking at one nutrient at a time is total nonsense it doesn't mean anything it i mean yeah you might be able to find out how much of an of an overdose will kill something but i mean is that really a value you should never be giving something in an overdose amount anyway i mean it should always be with its full complement in a whole food that's the way the body's designed to use it so the same with bones it's you if you give um like which is why i'm anti using eggshell as a um, full-on calcium source because that's all it is, is is calcium. I mean, there's teeny, teeny, tiny, almost immeasurable amounts of um, one or two other things, but it's straight calcium and the body doesn't use calcium that way. Right. So I want to read just a little bit out of Dr. Ian Billinghurst's book. He says, the nutritional value of different bones. And here's what he says. All bones are pretty much equal with regard to protein and mineral value. However, beef and lamb bones are very low in essential fatty acids, while chicken pork bones are excellent in that respect. So you could look at that and you go, oh my gosh, I don't want to feed, uh, you know, the ones that are low. Well, no. Well, that's because think about this though. That's because I would be willing to bet because of the marrow component. Because if you're f- a beef bone, unless you give the marrow in it, which is where the fatty acids are, you're not gonna you're not gonna get that. Whereas in a poultry bone or a smaller game bone, that's where you're gonna f- find that. That one statement right there is why we say variety, 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 right? You don't want your dog to just eat beef or just eat lamb or just eat turkey or just eat chicken. And yet I see it all the time. If that is the case, if that is the case, then you're going to have to supplement with something that is amazing like the potency from adored beasts that we have on our on our um, site in the supplement section, which is an amazing um, omega-3 fatty acid, okay? And you might need to do phytoplankton and you might need to do, but by and large, if you can, you got to get other animals into your animal. Well, and you can create, if you you feed the same thing for long-term, you can create a sensitivity that way. I mean- and that's how a lot of that happens, you know. It's like, oh well, I can't feed my dog this because he has sensitivity to it, and they find something that works, and they leave him on that for a year, and then all of a sudden they're sensitive to that. Well, it was fine, you know. I've been feeding it for however long he's been fine. I'm like, well, yeah, that's why he's not now. Um, I I do want to give you guys a report. Remember, I told you guys about my neighbor's dog, who got on raw because their, their vets had him on a prescription diet for six years and he had diarrhea for six years. And they told my neighbor if they got on raw that, the, that it would be explosive diarrhea. Well, it wasn't. It was perfect. Uh, and the dog's been perfect. But for about a year, Neely, maybe even a year and a half, this dog would only eat beef. That's it, beef. Beef, beef, beef. Didn't matter if it was Wolfram Plus, 
beef PMR, uh, beef HVM. That's all. Now, because I've reintroduced, right? I don't give up. I don't say, well, that's the way it's going to be. The dog's never going to eat. I would always, let's see, let's see, let's see. Now the dog will eat turkey. It will eat chicken and it will eat beef. So we're going to, we're going to move into rabbit, you know, and maybe the body just needed something. I don't know, but you guys don't give up, right? Keep reintroducing after a while. I would say, all right, uh, mix in. You mm-hmm. know? And and then she came back and reported, said, yeah, he'll eat, he'll eat this stuff now. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, and a lot of times if you just put a little tripe, mix a tripe in it, they'll eat it too. Well, his mom Not is, always, but some of them will. He, yeah. I was amazed at that because his mom is a very very has always been a vegan (laughs) and he (laughs) freaks her out, but she does it. She does it. And, you know, I have to say she does it because she doesn't want the dog to have this diarrhea anymore. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, But that's a pretty strong motivator (laughs) when it's gone on that long. Right. 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 Can you imagine six years of diarrhea? Dang. No, I would have done something different long before that, but yeah, but just me. I know, but back to um, our belief system. Why did this vet believe that that was okay just to have six years of diarrhea? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's had to have caused some serious issues to have ongoing diarrhea like that. I mean, your electrolyte balance, your mineral balance, and your your hydration status and all that stuff, that poor dog. Well, I don't think that, um, I don't think her vet wanted to be her vet anymore. Once she went raw. Well, of course not. <laughs> Cause I mean, all of a sudden he didn't have diarrhea anymore and he couldn't fix it in six years. So yeah, gum it. I was doing my meds. I was able yeah. to get the meds all the time. Well, yeah. I just, I just think, I just think that you guys ask questions. We've got to ask a lot of questions. You've got to think outside of the parameters, right? And this is what I, because I understand, I understand when a dog gets sick and when they eat every day, that it's easy to blame the food, but I, but you and I, how many times have we? I know, right? <laughs> you failed to mention that there's these other three things going into the dog's body that are toxic. Okay. Right. Right. So is it possible that it's that and not real food? They're fearful of actual, real, natural food, but they don't give a second thought to pop in some sort of pharmaceutical or a vaccine or, um, flea medication or something like that. They don't even think twice about that. I don't understand that. How I, lo- I love that analogy. And I, I swear we need to do a video on that where it's like, there's real food on a plate and there's yeah. a plate full of poison. And, and because the marketing has said, mm, mm, good stuff, put it in the mouth, pump it into veins. Then yeah. everybody just goes, okay. And then you're looking at real food and you're like freaking out. Oh my god! I, I don't, I don't understand that, and that whole thought process is so prevalent. I'm like, for example, people will say, "Well, how much bone broth should I get?" I say, "It doesn't matter. It's just food." It's I know. Not, it, not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna overdose them on it. Right. That's yeah. what Doctor Andy always says. It's not like we're working with meth here, folks. It's just yeah. food. It's just food. And the worst thing that could happen is they might get fat. I mean, you know, in which case, if they start looking a little pudgy, back off a little bit. I mean, People are like, I don't know where to start with real food. Just feed it. Start. Yeah. <laughs> just stop the crap and start. It doesn't even matter where you start. Just just start. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I have my over. I'm overwhelmed button and it's worked well. Right. But I will tell you, Neely, that the majority the majority, nine and a half out of 10 of those that are coming in are 
doing vaccines, flint, heartworm, treats with more than one ingredient, and processed foods. I know. It's scary. It's there. And 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 I want to say, okay, look, we we see amazing stuff when you pull that out of the body, right? So I had a customer the other day, and this was so funny because it was very difficult to get this through his head. So I kept repeating it. I love this guy. He's great. But he has a bulldog, okay? And um, <laughs> he has this little bulldog that he loves. I know who you're talking about. He loves Caesar, and and he's got this bulldog. And he, and he says, all right, look, I was on Raw, and then, you know, finances got tight, and I switched him over to this limited ingredient, kibble. And he said, um, his, he's licking his paw, um, and he, his ears are bad, and, um, and, and my vet said he's got some allergies going on. And I said, and he said, um, what do you think I should do? I said, well, I, it, it, no, the question was, should I come and get some probiotics for these, for the allergies? And I said, no, uh, you're, it's a waste of your money. And, yeah. and he said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you're putting the thing in the body that's causing the yeast to um, the overgrow and to cause the itchies. Okay. So, um, so we got to stop that. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to, I've got this appointment with my vet to do blood work to find out what he's allergic to. <laughs> and well, that's said, a waste of money. I said, well, and he said, they want to charge me $400 to do that. And I said, well, oh my goodness. okay. First of all, I don't think you need to do that because it's going to show up. Everything that you're feeding now is they're allergic to, and they're going to still have you on processed foods. So if you just mm-hmm. remove, remove the processed foods, remove the offending foods, remove the thing that's causing the issues, issues, uh, then you don't have to do the, you know, blood work. And we, we don't have to do the probiotic right now because it's not going to help. Okay. Think about what you just said. He switched back to, to kibble because of finances. And now all of a sudden he's he's willingly going in for a $400 worthless allergy test. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to mention, you know, he had a, at least one or two appointments before that. And you can't get out without paying $100. So $600 that I mean, that's what four or five, six months worth of food right there. Right. And, and, but the thing about it is, is that I kept having to repeat myself and it was, he kept saying, what should I do? Drop the kibble. And, and, and I, I just said, you have to not put the stuff in the body that's causing it in the first place. And, and it was very difficult because where he wanted to go, he wanted to, he wanted somehow to keep on the food that he could afford without the repercussions of what the dog was experiencing. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately there was not going to be that there's not a solution to that. I mean, here's what the typical solution is. Apoquil cytopoint, some sort of, you know, immune suppressant. And I was just like, that that's all I, that's all I got. I ain't got nothing more than that. Right. It's real simple. You got to not put the stuff in and he loves this dog. And so finally at the end of the conversation, he said, okay, I see that the dogs are doing great on raw and, and then finances get tight and, and people think, all right, well, I can still move over to this limited ingredient and then all hell breaks loose in their dogs. doesn't matter how much you pay for it. It doesn't matter what ingredients go in initially. It's crap. All of it. I don't care if it's $5 a bag or $100 a bag. The result is the same. It's crap. Period. All right. Well, that is our podcast for today. We hope that you will ask questions, ask questions, ask questions, get outside of the parameters, right? Just what's right in front of you. And remember everything that goes into the dog body, dog's body 
matters, even if it was a year ago. That's right. People forget that, even if it was 10 years ago. I think that working with Neely Piazza is a gift, and I think it's amazing. Uh, You've got amazing testimonials. You help people. Uh, You're no-nonsense, so she's not going to pussyfoot around. Um, So... (laughs) I don't know. It depends. Some people like coaches that pat them on the back and, you know, pat them on the head and say, you're doing great. Uh, I think Neely's just like a sergeant. Just like, okay, boom, 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 boom. No nonsense. This is what you want. Um, Here's what we know works. Well, people pay for their hour. I want to get their money's worth. (laughs) You know, they pay for their beatings. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I've not had anyone contact me that said, oh, my gosh, Neely was horrible. No, I get I get so many people that are really, you know, basically are coming to the same conclusions on their own. But they're so afraid to, to voice it. Um, nine times out of ten, I, you know, I'll just say something. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so happy somebody else thinks that or that you understand what I mean or blah, 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 blah. And seriously, nine times out of 10, that's what it is. It's that they've been just afraid to say anything. And then once they realize that I, I'm a safe place to say it, it, it just all comes tumbling out. And, it, you know, and then, then they're, they're more empowered and they have more confidence and are reassured that they're not crazy and that, what they are thinking and feeling is, um, you know, not way out in outer space that they're actually right. So more often than not, that's the way that ends up. We want to encourage you to think for yourself. We want to help you be confident in your decisions, but we also want to help you, um, open up your minds. Okay. To maybe challenge what you believe what you've been fed what you've been um propagandized (laughs) yeah exactly all right you can find neely piazza in the learning center in our experts section okay just go to that she's the first one there's a little button right there hit that button and fill out that form neely will get back to you all right she's busy chick Uh, but she will get back to you and then you guys can work together directly. All right. You get a discount if you come through um, the Raw Dog Food and Company website, Raw Dog Food and Company website. Uh, When you hit that button, she's going to know that you came through my site. You get $25 off. That's That's a bargain. That's a bargain. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you have questions, please send them over to info at Raw Dog Food and company.com where your pet's health is our business and what neely friends don't let friends feed kibble that's right we'll see you tomorrow everybody bye-bye oh snap find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business just snap